Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Chepe Space One Chain to Rule Them All, or a Gridbot Masterclass. Let's take a listen. Just keep pushing that button. <laughs> David, are you there? What's up? Yeah, I'm here. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, Tim? I saw you guys were on. I was just listening. I'm, I'm, it's late here. About to go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people um, tend to listen to our spaces as a way to sleep. <laughs> people with um, insomnia and PTSD and, I don't know, lonely people. Like, we got a lot of lonely people in here, don't we, Steffi? Like, I can't remember the last um, person in a relationship or married or in a relationship or or um, any kind of partnership who was here. It's, it's mainly lonely single people who need um, a, a kind of a comforting voice to sleep. And I think that's beautiful to, to be kind of this, I don't know, like a th- therapeutic role in the crypto space, almost like ASMR or something. It's, it's, I don't know, it's beautiful. Like me and Sefi don't actually mean anything we say. We just like, we're, we're provide, we're providing a cover story. The information we talk about, the contents of the conversations is a cover story for what is really happening. And what is really happening is a kind of a, a, a soothing, an emotional soothing of the people listening here a kind of a, a free therapy service. Have you heard this theory that like I am sort of CIA and you are MI6 and these conversations are just us exchanging uh, like international spy data, right? Like you've heard this. I never have, but it's... Um... So like Gridbot is like code for something or mm. or maybe like blockchain or something means... Uh, Russia or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that Do Kwon um, created Lunkdao to try and repair his reputation. So that's one of my theories. Um, I don't know. Do you have any like outlandish theories you think about Lunk and Luna and stuff like that, Sefi? That's that's one of mine. So you're saying Lunkdao was maybe uh, created by Do Kwon as a kind of a, a foil. Um, to make fun of maybe him and TFL and then, but it's, it's just kind of to, it's like part of a PR program of some kind. I think so. Like, like imagine you're Doquan and you want to repair your reputation. How would you do it? Um, and you want to, to exploit all of the Lunk investors. How, how would you do that? Firstly, you'd need to create a new alias, right? Because it's impossible to argue your own case when you're being actively canceled and actively painted as the bad guy. You would create a new um, organization, a new entity, a new alias, and you would try and build it up in power. And you would initially pose as somebody either indifferent or mocking to Doquan. And you would gradually onboard people there by aligning on some level with their attitude or providing what they need or pushing a narrative or seeming to... Um, 
pump the coin or, or do whatever they want you to do. And then only over time would you start to suggest things like, um, you know, we need to work with Luna. We need to um, combine the chains or reach parity or something like that. Only over time would you start to uh, mention more and more and more that, that Doquan is innocent after you already have their attention and trust. So there's something about this this timeline of the way that the crash happened and then um, Doquan disappeared simultaneously when LunkDAO popped up. Um, and, and the way LunkDAO has gradually changed the narrative over time and acted as if they are, you know, countering disinformation or telling the truth or something like that. When I think it's it's quite clear what's happening is a, a PR campaign to repair Doquan's reputation and to eventually push him down the throats of all of the Lunk investors. And I don't know why you guys don't see this because I think it's clear as day. I don't think there's any other agenda here um, than spinning off. That the TFL has somehow spin off into many groups and their intention is to repair Doquan's reputation, to bring him back eventually as the leader of the Lunk blockchain. Um, and I think if any of you are delegating with LunkDAO, you need to undelegate now, unstake, because by supporting LunkDAO, you are supporting a, a man who has killed thousands of people with his so-called stablecoin, which is not stable at all, as we found out. Yeah, those are some uh, aggressive allegations, I would say. Um, you, like, is there any proof of this or is this pure speculation at this point? I think you have to follow the, the paper trail. You have to follow the uh, connect the dots. Yeah. Anyone followed the money. Like I know a lot of you are sucked in by the lies, but any any people who has followed the money trail and been a sniffer dog and, and really looked at the transactions and looked at the activity as well. I've programmed bots that that track the activity of LunkDAO and the Doquan Twitter page and they never post at the same time. They're always awake in the same time zone. And I've also done a 95% confidence interval for the, the timeline of posting daily for the last three months. And it always aligns. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. And also look at the agendas. Like if, if LunkDAO wished to make as much profit as possible in the short term, they would strongly reject Doquan. Yet they don't care. Why don't they care? Because the main objective here is is the repair of the reputation of Doquan. It's the the onboarding of Doquan as the new leader of the free world. I mean the Lunk blockchain. Um it, it it's a PR campaign. It's nothing more than that in my opinion. And I think any of you Cause who he's because he's, he's got quite a bit of gall to just even show his face, right? He could have just simply disappeared too. Yep. Right. So so this is this is all part of the like some sort of PR spin campaign to maybe make him president of South Korea one day or something. And that way he can return home. I think so. I, I think it's like, I, he's like Nelson Mandela in exile or something. I think all of this is um, a power play because what do you do when you're unsatisfied with being the leader of one blockchain? You try and become the leader of many, right? Um, all great, well, not great, but all powerful and vicious dictators in world history have always pursued expansion. Um, and what better way to expand than to fork the chain to create a new blockchain where you are king and leave the old one to be in maximum chaos and disarray and then get it to the point of absolute hopelessness and indecision and uh, an uncertain leadership by compromising it in different ways and then to put yourself forward as the savior, as, as the, the, the savior, the, the leader of the free world that is needed again to take back over, to bring Lung back to a dollar. 
um, this would be my plan if I was a malicious entity. And I think it's easy to see why Doquan has done this. His plan is to create more and more and more blockchains by creating these, these fake events, um, these fake destructions that cause a general hopelessness in investors and then propose him as the savior to that problem. Um, and by doing so, he can expand more and more and more. This is a, this is a system of thinking that has been used historically um, right from the, the beginning of time, even in the ancient scrolls um, of ancient civilizations, ancient Rome, they proposed things like false flag attacks, uh, blowing up their own ships to cause um, the, the union of the people behind this apparent outside threat. This is what Do Kwon has done. He has blown up his own blockchain in order to become the savior of it. Um, nobody else did this. He did this, and he is expanding his powers quickly. And if you look around at the Lunk blockchain, you, you notice that people are struggling to organize themselves in a clear direction. You can bet your money that Do Kwon is the one um, causing the disarray. He is the one. Uh, he is the one who proposed the, the 4.1 million multisig because he knew that would cause argument. He knew that would begin to break up apparent allegiance and the apparent community. You plan this well ahead of time. This is like a 4D chess thing. This, this is a way to gain power. And you need to, anyone who gains power knows you need to somehow step away. You need to sometimes step away. You need to sometimes let people realize how hopeless they are when left alone. You need to step away and allow them to fail. And only at the point where they're truly hopeless having failed do you step back in and say, I can make this. When they're screaming for daddy. Yep. You, you, you make them scream for daddy, and then you arrive as daddy with the clarity and direction that, that absolutely contrasts everything that came before. And you make them cry by pulling the strings behind the scenes. You propose, oh, I'm going to give you 4.1 million, but only for a few of you. You propose things like that. You break up the different factions. You cause tribal fights. You establish an entity like Lunkdown. You, you do all of these things around the central goal of maximum power by diversifying and creating um, a process of blockchain mitosis, where you create more and more and more blockchains and rule them all in the end. Um, this is the plan, and this is why I have unstaked from Lunkdown. Oh, you yourself have unstaked from Lunkdown. I unstaked today. I recommend all of you unstaked too. Yeah, interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, what's the follow-up to that even? Ma- Maverick, uh, any questions about this situation? So I just popped in, just got out of bed not long ago, and I saw the I saw the topic, Green Boards Masterclass. And also what Coach is talking about right now, it's actually quite funny how people just build narratives around how fast or just, I, I really, I really don't know. Coach wasn't there like someone that sent you a message um, that created like this thread on just how long that was like Doquan. And he asked you, I think, was it was it in the DM he asked you, it was like, are you Doquan? And you were like, maybe. And then he took all of that screenshot and then put it on his timeline and created this whole thread <laughs> about how how yeah. long that was the one. I, I just I found that I found it very, very funny how people just how people tend to not try to look in it, it it's I think we were having the conversation the other day. It's like the more you tell people, the more you try to educate people, 
the more uneducated they become. And it's 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 really, really it's interesting. Uh, it's it's just generally interesting, basically. Um, considering the fact that you know you're you're trying to tell someone, okay, this is this is this is this this is the case, right? They 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 have their own arguments, they have their own points that they've just molded this belief in their head that you know uh, Dokon is the Antichrist, all of that stuff, right? It's it's just deeply ingrained within their system, and then you're trying to tell this person like you know if. I think I was asking. I was asking one of them. I, I've I've been actually. I've been posting a lot since Dokwon came out and said he was going to create. Like well, a the thing is, thing is, Maverick. Recently, because of all of this uh, negativity, right? Yeah. I decided it was time to go back to the Holy Bible, see what the Good Book says about all this, and what I discovered there was that perhaps Dokwon may actually be the Antichrist. That's the only problem. I mean, it, it could actually, it's its not impossible because the things that he actually creates or the things that he actually decides to invent are quite phenomenal. Like, for example, the Agarvnik stablecoin one, um, this feather, feather. So you're saying this could be like the mark of the, mark of the devil, perhaps, right? He, he might be taken over from Elon, you know? <laughs> I think Elon will. Yeah. Elon was the one. Elon is actually just trying to do that with Twitter right now. Um, yeah, Elon launched like three rockets, and then I think what the, maybe the fourth one like made it to orbit or something. And um, you know, Doquan so far has maybe launched like maybe one or two rockets, and uh, maybe the third one will make it to Mars or something. What do you think? Uh, maybe. Most likely, maybe this new thing he's working on uh, probably take us to Mars. Who knows? But yeah, um, I think what I wanted to what I wanted to throw in on was uh, the the topic, the grid bots. Just just to digress a little bit is like I was playing. I don't know if you if Sefi coach if you guys have heard of three commas. Mm, no. Of, of what is it called? Three commas. Three commas. Yeah, three commas. Yeah, the, the it's a bot oh, trading three, platform. Yeah, yeah, three commas. Yeah. So yeah, I was messing around with three commas. I think. Um, but the thing about three commas is it's not really so much grids and stuff. It it deals more in like uh, moving averages and like time weighted average prices and different things. Um, I don't know. I, the technical trading tools I find are not as interesting as like maybe grids and rebalancers for me. So I, I've I explored those things a little bit, but like a lot of those technical trading. Uh, things they actually don't reliably generate um like um outcomes that are any better than like maybe like buy and holds or you know like whatever so i, I don't know i haven't really messed with three commas very much i played yeah. with it i logged in and didn't really use it i think i was playing with it earlier earlier in the year um late last year early in the year they have they have like good tools though they have i think the dca grid they have options and they even have like i think this new one huddle bot right and it was actually what i was using to <laughs> funny story it was actually what i was using to to trade luna when pre-crash when the whole thing happened and the biggest mistake was not setting the stop loss all right and so this bot just went, this bot was actually a DCA bot. And when everything was going 
crashing. It just brought everything all the way down to the bottom. Um, so yeah, I don't know what kind of bots are you guys actually, what, what kind of, where are you using the one inbuilt? Well, you, you wanted the bot to buy all the way to the bottom, right? Wasn't that the point? That's how I accumulated so much in the first place. It was just getting that bot to just buy it because I wasn't even, I wasn't around when all of that was happening. I was in the middle of moving. Um, so I just kept seeing buy orders, buy orders. And I was like, oh, my bot is doing great. Uh, but I think these bots need to still be monitored up to some next, to some extent, right? Um, if, you're set, if you set your upper lower limit, all of that stuff, um, to some extent, they still need to be monitored. I don't know how much of that was covered. But yeah, um, I don't know what, what bots, what, what, um, what platform are you using your bots on? Are you running your bots on? Because I see sometimes coach posts like some pictures of like, you know, link and all of that. But I just want to know what platform are you using your bots with? Yeah, like KuCoin, I think he's using Binance with also like an external platform called BitsGap. Um, actually, right now, there's quite a bit of market movement. Uh, Bruce, did you notice all hell is kind of breaking loose in volatility? Yeah, I think I saw I'm that. Just, <laughs> I'm having a look at this one to set up. Yeah, it's like it's like shit's hitting the fan. Like it's a bunch of stuff's down, like 10, 12 percent. Solana's I'm probably, down. I'm probably going to close this uh, this FTT thing because it looks like it's going to die. It's down to fifteen now. Oh shit! Really? Uh, yeah, it was twenty two nights. It was 19 and it was 17 15 now that would be a epic failure let me see here oh wow that is one I, wicked fucking wick <laughs> like, my, my theory Christ. my theory is that cz is just an evil motherfucker and he's he's he invested a massive amount so he could do a play like this eventually and he's just waited for years and now he's like stabbing the knife in 25 to 15. Look at this volume wick on. Uh, oh my god, this is going to be like the like <laughs> biggest volume wick. Uh, oh, hold on, I'm I'm on three day candles. This is just the daily candle. Um, let me see. Yeah, this think could end up being one of the biggest volume days in its history. It's what, crazy. Does anything look like a good buy team right now, Sophie? Like salt something? Mm, yeah, that's what I was looking at because everything's down. Like. A good amount. Uh, let me see. Mm. Solana's at uh, 26. This is the one I was saying, like, maybe you could start entering a bot, like, at 25 and below, maybe. Mm. But now that it's sort of, like, fallen below the previous support of, like, 26, like, I don't know. Like, it's not being so... Yeah, see, the thing is, there's not much volume pouring in. So there's not a lot of um, buyers at this area yet. So I think there's a ways to go. Like, <laughs> Solana's going to go down a lot, I think. I think just just wait and see. Um, yeah, maybe not not even mess with it today. Like, just give it a few days and let it just settle in. Uh, let's see here. What else? Um, like, for some reason, um Adam, Adam kind of got spooked as well. It's kind of like dropped. Uh, and I think Adam has just, it's like more heavily bot traded. So it's like correlate to the market. So BTC dropped a bit. 
So it's down to like 12.79, something like that. So I think Adam ten, tends to be good right around like 10 bucks or so. It's kind of a primo location, so I'd watch for that. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. Hey, Sefi. Bruce, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm a little bit out of breath. Just having my morning run. Hey, man. Um, listen, guys, the CPI read is coming up. Huh? And I think this is a pretty good setup for a lower CPI read. So everyone's going short. And then at 8.30 Thursday, I think it is, right? Um, the market's going to rock, mm. you know. So I would, if you really want to gamble, just put your bids in early morning on Thursday and see what happens, you know, with a tight stop loss. I think this could really move if we get a seven handle on the CPI. Mm. Yeah, that's a possibility too. But today I think a lot of this craziness is just this, uh, like how much uh, contagion is FTX going to create? Um, how much yeah, of their ass? How much of their assets are they going to have to liquidate? If um, you know, and then not only that, but everybody's long positions. If there's a big drop in the market, are going to get wrecked, right? So it's not like it's a mixture of all of the. It's like a contagion domino effect, essentially. Um, well, the cor- the correlation is so in May when. Luna crashed. It was a lunar eclipse, and we're actually in. It's a full moon lunar eclipse tonight as well. So, for all the uh, Marin followers out there, she strikes again. Oh, so she su- suggested what? Like something negative would happen now? <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, yeah, kind of. I think it was. I think her date was like last week, but she said through through the eclipse, which is occurring tonight at like I don't know, whatever, two a.m. or some shit. So. Yeah, Solano sort of bounced specifically off like the um, the lifetime. So for Solana, it hasn't been around a long time. So the bottom of its sort of like um, Fib extension chart is like, let me see, it's like at 54 cents or 50 cents or something like that, all the way to the top. And um, so it's exactly at like one of the fib supports and if you know how these exponential charts work like the levels have a large gap between them so like solana's at like it hit the 24.6 or so and then below that it's like 11.8 that's a big drop so i suspect it'll get there give it a few days yeah well what was happening i think is alameda was having to sell solana to back their ftt position yeah, and to make matters worse, right, um, people are going to trade on that worry and they're going to sell because of just, well, you know, like, because why would they want to help FTX in this regard? They'd rather just sell, right, before them. So, um, I don't know. The narrative sort of, like, creates almost like a, a bank run style behavior when, uh, someone big can get liquidated, which then like um, accelerates the likelihood that they'll get liquidated, which is interesting. So if, if my VGX assets uh, go over to FTX, I will have hit the, uh, the perfecta of Luna, Celsius, VGX, and now FTX. So I think there needs to be like some commemorative 
uh, you know, NFT or or support group or or something for the like. Oh, we're gonna have to do FTT support groups and Solana support groups starting tomorrow. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Dude, like what? It, so is this like null and void the the like the VGX or the the Voyager uh, like bid? Like, are we still That's, like thinking it's like? We were talking about that earlier. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going to happen. People are like, hey, we're going to have a bankruptcy within a bankruptcy. It's like inception. Like that's the the dialogue in the, in the Voyager chat. It's just very funny. Um, So do we think that like FTX like levered up to like buy, remember when everyone was like falling apart and like they were out there buying shit. Like, so I assume that was all bought using like levered, levered funds. Like, so literally no better than three AC. Kind of? Yeah, kind of. Except that um, if what I've read is true, and I don't know that it is, like there's different accounts of this, that they borrowed off their own token in order to, um, I don't know, do whatever. So this is the concern is that they will be sort of margin called or something or they have to preserve the price of FTT. So they've got to like, be the buyer but then binance said they're going to sell like what how much is it 500 million or something worth some ridiculous amount so that's the that's the issue with ftt right now but it's i don't know it's creating kind of like a general market drop because you know how this works like everything so what what happens with bot trading is um and with dexes so uh, between bots and dexes it creates a general sort of like market connectivity to where like when one thing drops, um, everything sort of drops simultaneously and to some extent proportional to market cap. Um, so, um, but of all of this, actually, Bruce, like I think Link has sort of come out ahead in a sense, right? Because like- Oh yeah, it's gaining. Apps, what's that? It's gaining on Bitcoin. Yeah, it is, exactly. So I think that uh, like it's because at least it has some story to the upside. Whereas the rest of the market, like, I don't know of very many coins and what their stories are, but there's quite a few getting just generally wrecked right now. So the, if this results in like a capitulation event, like Polkadot right now is like 650. It's a good 8, 8.8% down. It's good. Like um, this could represent really, really good. Um, like, for example, Solana is down like 12% over just 24 hours and like 16% in five days. So this could represent like a true last capitulation event. And you might have a lot of upside, Bruce, uh, if you buy, if you're able to capture the bottom of this, there's going to be like a little bit of a falling knife thing, but I think it'll have, it'll because the, the, it's gone down too extreme. I think it'll, it'll pop. In fact, I think Adam will too. 12.7. Yeah. I'm going to get some. Fuck it. (laughs) Um, anyway. what I, hmm. I think I'm just going to buy some Adam spot. It's like, you know, anytime you have that much of a drop in one day, it's like a gift. You can throw a little bit in, you know, just for the hell of it. Mm, let's see here. I'm going to buy some. <laughs> uh, hey coach, I heard, um, Doak one is throwing like a link up party, like with VIP owners and paid pay tickets. I don't know if you have any information on that. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll be going if he is. He hasn't invited me yet. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't think I'm a VIP or something. 
Um, where can we get like what can we get to how can we get to him like where do we need to sign up where do we need to sign yeah i i I don't know what he's usually when he says stuff like that he's actually going to do something so it's going to be funny by the way sephi someone just messaged me um saying uh a whale on soland i don't know what soland is something solana Uh um has 60 million borrowed and their liquidation is 22 dollars Sorry, tw- their liquidation is $22. Wow. If they get liquidated, Solana might go to zero on-chain because there's really low liquidity. <laughs> go to zero. Um, I don't know if that would happen, but that's a lot to be liquidated at once. Um, well, so, yeah, this could represent a very nice like spot to buy if it drops all the way. Let me see. I need to like move some cash around to kind of get ready for that fuck this like i'm not like like i'm gonna like uh really think about this here hold on yeah i'm i'm getting more rational with time like the the whole lunar crash thing was my first like crypto crash really um it it taught me like you need it was really annoying as well because a friend of mine passed away like that day when it all Mm. happened i was really um occupied and had to ring all his friends and stuff and just yeah a nightmare um but like so i didn't i wasn't as rational as i could be but now like noticing these things happening in real time i'm like opportunity town you know what i mean it's like yeah it's like will be something if you can make up for it like it's uh yeah it's like down 20 percent a day yeah i think what will happen here is a mixture of things will happen if there is a visible position like that on the Solana exchange. Um, yeah, if there's a visible leverage position like that, then mm-hmm. people will attack to get there. And the it's almost like the drop from like 26 to 22 is practically a given almost if there's that kind of a large thing. Um, cause there's strong incentive for these stronger, um, like there's enough like short liquidity available on Binance, for example. And, um, even if the cost to borrow is relatively high, the rewards are high. I just want to throw in something about Solana. Mm-hmm. Um, last time we had some kind of a liquidation event, the last two times, actually the chain went offline. Huh? Someone kicked out the plug from the socket. They just spammed the chain and the second time. They oh, yeah, that's right. All those times you on the validators. So don't bet on mm-hmm. it. Huh? These fuckers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Oh, in some bots, they have them ready. So they don't get liquidated. That's cheating. That kind I of think, stuff. I think I've what he's it. saying I've is I've seen that. it, so don't bet on it. Yeah, I think what he's saying is that it's possible that, um, like, in the past, uh, like, but with a combination of chain traffic uh, and a lot of liquidation events and this and that, uh, you can also might expect like DDoS attacks on the chain so that like uh, to, especially if those DDoS attacks are done by um, people that have like can profit from it. And Solana is not that easy to halt because it's fairly centralized. So it's happened numerous times last year. That's another interesting feature of Solana. I forgot about that. I don't have any Solana, so I don't really think about it that often, honestly. Um, outside of like having, having speculated a little bit on it. Yeah, interesting stuff. In a 
pinned a tweet at the top. Um, somebody's accusing me of running Lunkdown, it seems, which is kind of embarrassing, <laughs> given that I've been speaking about against them for like the last hour. <laughs> like to be accused of the person I've been speaking against for one hour, um, trying to protect this blockchain, that is insulting. <laughs> it's funny. Let's see here. Um, what do we do? What What is our bot entry for Soul? Yeah, let me see here. I think... Uh, Did you it's like there's a high chance it would never hit 22 because just that would be defended heavily if somebody has a lot of money. That's a possibility unless they don't have the money to defend it, which is possible because... Unless they have cash, the rest of the market's down too. So what ends up happening is, is like the rest of your assets that you might have to sell to get it there, like to defend, you might not have. So it, it varies. Mm, what's the market cap of this now? Let me see here. Let me put up my market cap for a second. Solana is now at... Let's see. Adam's still ranked 22, even after this drops. So that's fine. Um, Solana dropped to number 10, 18.9% uh, drop on there on coin market cap. And it's like got a kind of volumes here. So it's a 9 million, I'm sorry, 9 billion 400,000. I'm sorry, 9 billion 400 million chain. But its trading volume is 50% of the market cap today, Bruce. That's some crazy volatility for that, that market cap. Which one, sorry? FTT this or? Is Solana. No, this is Solana. Market cap of 9.4 billion. And the trading volume today is 4.4 billion. That is crazy. Pretty nice. <laughs> I've only <laughs> seen that by, by Lunk at peak, where the volume was higher than the market cap for several mm -hmm. days, I think. Solana's down, yeah, ninety percent from the all-time high on here. So yeah, it could definitely drop another fifty percent easy. Because like most of DeFi, uh, many of the smaller DeFi uh, coins and things, layer ones have actually dropped all the way to ninety-five percent this um, this year already. Like minus ninety-five percent from the top, mm -hmm. or even ninety-seven in some instances. <laughs> like pr pretty pretty brutal drops. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's see here. Solana. Yeah, how do I, you, I don't know. What's the right entry you, here? I have no idea. How do you do that Fibonacci magic you do where you say, like, the, the levels and stuff? I'm completely ignorant to any of that. Stuff. So, yeah, what, what you're doing there. Okay, so, number one, uh, there's no point in messing with any other candles except the daily chart, which means that each candle is one day. And then you can, on TradingView, if you pull it up on your desktop, or whatever, you can kind of play on there. And you do the Fibonacci extension tool. Like, and there's a whole bunch of bullshit tools on TradingView. That's really almost the only one you need. Like, the, all the rest of it's just like uh, largely just mumbo jumbo. Uh, the reason why this is interesting is uh, it allows you to use your imagination for like exponential price movements, both above current price and. Um, and to the downside and mm -hmm. uh, there's some theory about whether or not like there's a psychological behavior with these different approximations 
And there's also this sort of like self-fulfilling prophecy idea that, well, it sort of behaves with these lines because everyone's trading with them. Yeah, it's like the decided. Yeah, it, it, there's no way to know. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is the is the um, it, it's like an observer effect problem. Basically, you don't know how much the the chart is affecting the price versus the price affecting the chart. Whatever. Anyway, so what you do is you use a daily chart, and um, a, a simple way to do it would be like if let's say the chain, uh, like let's say a price action's only been around for let's say two, three years, you can pretty much find the bottom and then the top and use the extension tool and pull it from the very bottom all the way to the very top. And then you can, um, you'll, you'll notice that there's that like little rainbow chart essentially of lines. And then you can also do extensions, which is like, what if price breaks above the top? So retracement is usually defined as kind of like, if you, the, the, the most recent high to the the most recent like absolute bottom and you're really talking about on the daily chart you don't know the problem i have with like predicting the bottom is you don't know where the bottom is in the future you only know where the bottom was in the past does this make sense to you bruce like so the only line you can draw that is objective would be between a prior low um on a like a on a one or two year time scale all the way to the very top to the to the next high then like all then you you have a reasonable objective measure and the thing is it's only after six months after the high that you can even bother doing that because you don't know where the high is until you have right so it's until you sort of hit it over a course of a couple of years so you have to wait really a few years or like maybe two plus years before you get sufficient price action to really draw one of these up, um, in the very short term, they're not very accurate or they're not very predictive of anything. And really, honestly, they're not predictive necessarily. They're just a tool to sort of like help your imagination. Like when you when you visualize the thing, like what am I looking at here? And I tend to use, because it's crypto, I tend to use the log scale, not the linear scale. Yeah, and I use the fibs on the log scale, which is different. You have to like push a little button to make sure it's calculating it right. So why do I do that? Because like the logarithmic scale fits more with like the like human behavior um, when it comes to highly speculative assets. So I think it models that better. So that's why I use that. And I, mm-hmm. it feels like it, yeah. Go ahead. Feels like a lot of this stuff is just to to overcome natural human bias. Like we, we're thinking quite narrowly and quite linearly. So things like fibs or um, the, the log scale or um, also getting around stuff like what you're talking, like the problem of induction, right? Like um, using, we were talking about this in terms of backtesting as well. Like the, the backtesting of successful grid bots or whatever does not predict their future. Um, and, and you often can't really know until you look backwards. Um, like long time zone and to imagine you can is like a bit of a fallacy it's um it's it's like yeah when you describe these things i'm like it's quite interesting because you're describing tools to overcome like the natural exactly exactly all you're trying to do is like um you're overcoming yourself maybe you're maybe looking at how other people behave but you're not necessarily like predicting the future, like to just simply draw arrows on there and say, okay, I think it's yep. going to go here or down to here. Um, and then some people post charts where they're like, okay, if, if it goes down, it goes to here, it goes up, it goes to there. <laughs> but that's like, no doubt. Right. It's like, 
I don't even bother drawing lines on it because if you have the fib extensions drawn, then a person can just use their imagination. Okay, wait, if it goes down, like what's a reasonable distance down I can expect, right? If it goes up, what's an acceptable uh, distance up I can expect? And then approximate your sort of like grid or whatever, or maybe limit orders or something. You can approximate it based on that theory so that like it helps you imagine both upside and downside of these extreme, uh, like these extremes, right? I mean, think about it. Like when you buy a stock or something and, it, you know, let's say you buy a million dollars of a stock and it goes down 5%, you're already kind of upset, right? But imagine buying a million dollars of a stock and it goes down 97%. You're more than upset, right? So like the, uh, the emotional um, mm -hmm. piece is going to come in very aggressively on crypto because like you're seeing your portfolio rise and fall like at generational wealth amounts if you're putting any serious money into this. <laughs> so it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I need to figure out like um, how are you going to control that? Your mind, how are you going to like use your imagination with these tools? And like, yeah, after a while, like I started eliminating most of the, for a while you go through this trading view app, right? And you're like, wait, look at all these neat indicators and hey, I can program some and I can come up with all sorts of cool ideas. You do go through like a phase of like thinking the different tools do way more than they do. Like you go through a phase of like, hey, maybe this is predictive. The people on the internet seem to think so. They post YouTube videos, right? They post like charts and this and that. And like, you know, maybe uh, these people are geniuses or something. Maybe they can see the future and I can't. That's why these hedge funds, these motherfuckers are rich and I'm not, right? This is the kind of thinking people have um, that somehow the tools or the education or something will somehow uh, make you more successful. At least that's the hope. Otherwise, why would keep people create these apps and charts and things right that's kind of how you think is like if these things must be useful because they're so pervasive it's almost like saying okay astrology must be true because it exists like why would it continue to exist if it wasn't true that's the kind of like but that's not necessarily true right like you know, <laughs> or predictive so that's why um that's why these things uh yeah they're they're interesting and eventually you whittle down to like wait what are the few tools that even matter here um, like, are any of these things particularly predictive? But you have to imagine, like, Bruce, like, you're going to make choices based on prior price action, right? It's, it's what choices you make is the question. Like, for example, if you know for sure that, like, um, I don't know, that Adam went to a dollar at the very bottom of 2020, and it went to $45 at the top at 20. 22 or 2021 then yeah. you you have a sense that like there is a, a pretty good probability that it's already found buyers at a dollar so if it were to reach there again it probably would find dollars it'd find buyers again right there's some kind of like thought that um yeah. a prior bottom represents some sort of floor price of some kind that's not always guaranteed of course but like people will believe that especially over long time frames. So you can say to yourself, okay, well, the price is going to probably be between $1 and $45 over the course of two years. And that's about as close as I can get. And then if that narrows the next time, like this time, let's say it drops only to, I don't know, like bottom of $7, I think it went to. And then next time it hits a top of maybe 300, then the next higher low, even if you drop, like, let's say, 95% from the top, you're still higher than where you were before. You see how this works? So like you purport, it's like a proportionality story and it's like, um, yeah. the, you, you can set some expectations. Um, and I think, uh, 
yeah, yeah. That's, that's where these things work yeah so i mean so long as you see them as probabilities um and yes definitely i've, I've it's quite nice really I've, i think i've come to a lot of the the beliefs you have after probably years <laughs> quite quickly which is nice or or like ways of um i mean i don't understand some i haven't looked at like fibs and stuff like that although i understand like the the logarithmic nature of this stuff um but like just just basic beliefs like um i don't know exponentially buying the way down makes sense and also things like um using the the ultimate tool of volatility rather than say betting on direction or something like that um just just kind of it feels almost like to me like if you overcome the noise um externally and also in your own biases and you kind of reduce it to a few principles it would actually be fairly simple um there's a little bit of like prior data that you described but it's also like just stuff like exponentially by the way down um trade the, the volatility don't make too many um specific bets on direction and timing and stuff like that but just just use the the tools available that give you a very good um income without without having to to risk too much what's what's interesting is like i've heard people say to me well wait did you exponentially buy it down so you're erect now and i'm like wait do you not understand what exponentially buying on the way down means <laughs> like people say the weirdest shit yeah. like wait a minute, you, you don't realize that you'd have to have most of your position in cash to be able to buy larger and larger on the way down. Like is that's the, the conservative strategy is to buy exponentially on the way down. It's not the, it's not the degen strategy, right? Cause you have to have cash to do that. Well, they're imagining like one level down, you buy twice as much, another level down, you buy four times as much, and then you're out of cash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Right. Cause because they didn't, yeah. The sizing of the initial buy is really important. Because they're 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 trying to balance their own degen nature um, with the actual scale of these things, which is much bigger than they're willing to accept. Like the potential downswings, like the now potential like downswings. Exactly. Yeah, actually, I I don't. You, there was a quant trader that I talked with on Twitter Spaces once. Um, he ran one of these. Um, like he had his own bot trading platform. Unfortunately, uh, he didn't have it available for the exchanges I was on. So I was like, all right, um, I don't have that exchange available where I'm at. I think he was on, well, who cares what he's on? Anyway, the, I had a chance to like talk to him and he, uh, like asked him like, what, um, you know, what strategies do you think make sense? And I was using kind of this idea of like buy like a sort of like, you know, bit, you know, multiples of, exponents of two like two four eight sixteen you know 32 so like if your first buy is like let's say two dollars your next buy before the next would be eight dollars etc and you'd go all the way down and um so for every 10 percent drop in price you know maybe you you double the the size of the buy something like that and he's like no um like he found that even better than that is in crypto to be even more conservative like you would buy like one three nine you know 27 like use use a three you know what would it be called like a you know exponents of three or whatever so that's even more conservative right and he said that the, he said that was the way to go so like your first buy might be like i don't know pennies or something like or whatever mm -hmm. a dollar and um you you really have to save 
most of your money for extreme exponential expansion on the way down. Yeah. And he said, like, that's really um, like you could just grab every coin in the market and just run, like set this up of the set of limit orders. You don't have to run grids at that point. You mm-hmm. just set up a set of limit orders all the way down to the very bottom. Like no matter how low you think it can't go, you should have a limit order there anyway. Right. And it's like uh, many times if it was in Bitcoin or anything else, like historically, like you would have always won doing this if you backtest this. Like there's no example where this is not the case. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you have most of your capital intact, which is what this does, the probability you're going to do fine is so high that you can counter any mistakes with, uh, uh, like you can counter it with residual cash one way or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess you can you can do this on a massive amount of coins initially, right? Because your initial um, limit buys are so small that you, you exactly. only set the next ones after like three of them are hit on one, one or something. Um, and, and you're going to, you're going to be heaviest in the stuff that drops the most, which is, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But again, this only makes sense on assets that you don't, you think aren't going to go to zero. So if it's like, the problem yeah. is, is like, with if our thesis was wrong on Luna, which it dropped, you know, like almost to zero, right? Like it went from like 120 bucks or whatever down to like a dollar. So um, in that context, obviously that system doesn't necessarily work great because the you have to have something that if it were to drop that much, yeah. you would hope that the recovery potential is at least as much. Because why are you buying this thing in such heavy quantities on the bottom? if you don't believe it to recover. And a lot of crypto coins, they do this. They have this massive rise, they drop, but they don't actually recover afterwards. Mm. Uh, so that's yeah. a separate set of problems. Like now you have own a bunch of a coin. And um, this is where, again, you could argue the grid bots better because then at least you're riding the volatility along the way as well. Yeah. So I that's it. With some things, you just have rules, wouldn't you? Like um, the the entire Luna thing rides on the stability of UST. So if UST seems to lose its peg for more than a week, you would just not buy any more. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously on the way down, I didn't get, uh, there's a point after which it's like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't look like we're repegging. Uh, so that's that, right? And so you just call it, and you just have to throw in the towel at some point. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I get what you mean. Um, I guess there's also the attraction to these boring coins, like the atoms or whatever. It's like nothing can really happen. Um, it's it's pretty much guaranteed that it will kind of yeah. go mirror the general cosmos or whatever. Unless the cosmos in general became suddenly useless for some reason, there's no obvious reason for Adam to become useless. Yeah, it's, uh, and uh, it's the most, and it's also the most common coin that you can get anywhere that you can enter the cosmos with, right? So it's like there's going to be volume, and there's going to be re- there's going to be yeah. buying pressure there always. That's yep. why I kind of like it. It's like, if I don't know what to buy, I'm like, I don't know. I'll just buy some Adam <laughs> for this reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might as well have it. It's, it's... Is there any risk to the cosmos from all the crazy people, like the the Jays and the Jacobs and stuff? Is there any is there any risk on any level to all those crazy people? No, being... because the, the systems are now, like all the cosmos chains that are running right now, they're more or less autonomous, like, like if you didn't do anything to them, they'd be fine. Jacob is basically just going around fixing shit. He's like, yeah. he finds like 
issues with different projects and this and that. And he's like trying to, he's trying to be like an auditor and trying to help out essentially the community. So actually Jacob is super useful. Like <laughs> The stuff he's doing is very productive and really for very little um, benefit yeah. to himself, honestly, except maybe clout or sort of like respect or something. So he's mm -hmm. kind of like a true white hat, white hat coder type. Um, and then you have Jay who has his interesting, like, I don't know. He's got this, uh, what do you call it? It's like, uh, he's, he, he seems like he's basically bipolar largely. And he goes into these interesting, um, like no. he goes into these religiosity episodes from time to time. Um, he, he also has like a really like wildly worked out religious scheme in his head, his interpretation. So even if he's not necessarily in some mode where he's like truly manic, which like I've seen him on YouTube and stuff where he's completely lucid. He's completely logical to me. Like, like when he had that Adam one discussion with uh, Zaki and whatever, he was uh, like, you know, the blockchain concepts are hard to verbalize in English. So the thing is like when he's trying to say some things, he might seem a little slow in that regard, but I don't think that means he's an idiot or anything. Uh, he's pretty sharp. Um, it's like, you have to choose your word very carefully when you're speaking about uh, like these technical terms, but he's, I thought he was credible and I didn't think he was saying too many things insane. But then when he goes into sort of like, he's weird, like religious rabbit holes and things, uh, he, he pulls a Kanye on you here and there and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> but as far as like, is that going to really be negative for anything? Not really. Cause his impact on the progress of cosmos right now is fairly minimal at this point. He's not really one of the major people working on it. Yeah. So. You don't see it's like um, any major players looking to get involved in it would see all of the insanity and like be averse on some level or something like that. I don't know. I think, it, uh, interestingly, uh, the opposite may have happened in that all of the drama that happened years ago between uh, Jay and some of the other people um, led to certain rifts where different people went off to create their own chains. And then, um, like all those people were contributing indirectly to the interchain foundation and some of the updates and things like people at osmosis were really working hard to help and like, I don't know, Zaki and his people, whoever. So all these different chains is good. Cause all these experiments like lead to sort of suggestions for the main cosmos, uh, system. Think of like cosmos is like Linux sort of, it's like open source thing. So it doesn't really there's enough developers out there now that honestly i don't think uh any it's not it's no longer dependent on any one individual which is really good so it like right now it'll work regardless of whether anyone touches it or not which is cool uh but like some of the updates and interesting things that are coming um i think do require people to work on them but um like the adam 2 thing is more like i think uh, the coalition of people is different than like Jaquan's folks who are largely working on like GNO land. I don't know if you know that chain, but some of his like ideologies about, um, I don't know, like he, he's incorporating some of his, like um, maybe his view of the universe into like how he's creating his chain, which is pretty beautiful. It's kind of a beautiful idea, actually. It's interesting that he's incorporating that the same way. Like I kind of came up with this, like, this multi-chain idea and how it interacts. Jay has his own little thing about what he believes a chain should be and this and that. And he's trying to incorporate that into his own little thing. So he's working on a separate project right now, but it doesn't impact the PR or anything 
outside of like, and, and also Twitter too, like, you know, we're following people like Jay or something. You might see some like weird comments he might make, but the reality is most of the world doesn't see any of that shit. Like, <laughs> like nobody cares. Um, these Twitter people that make tweets and things, they, and if their follower mm-hmm. count's not that huge, there's just not that much reach. So no matter what fucked up shit I say, like no one's going to know, no one's going to care. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't think any of that politics really matters that much. No. Yeah, if you if you get a large enough group of people together, you're gonna find like I don't know a Nazi, like you're gonna find an anti semite, you're gonna find uh, some like religious nut job, you're gonna find all sorts of people. Um, yeah, it's uh, like you a big enough group of people, and you get every loose cannon you can possibly imagine. And I think it's just part of the so called community, <laughs> like the little the crazy old man next door. The, mm. the freak, the freak across the street, all that stuff is just normal. The the Mister Kitty, <laughs> yeah, Mister Kitty. <laughs> I just met one of the craziest guys. He's actually one of, the, one of the hardest workers I've ever met. But then he tells me about his religion, and he was saying that everyone of color doesn't matter. Like I say, of color is just like brown, half tan. Even if you were white with a good tan, but if you were white, his religion like completely hates you. I can't remember if it was like some kind of Muslim or some kind of, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Muslim's type, but he was like, yeah, you guys are the white devil. And I was, and all of a sudden I started feeling hella like shit. Cause I was like, Hey bro, I just told you these guys are a great dude. And you're telling me I'm a white devil, but out of the blue, crazy woodwork type stuff. Maybe he just meant you specifically. It's quite possible. Yeah, it did. Would. Like maybe he there's he saw a vision or something. Do you think there's a level of potential truth or or no? There might be some kind of truth to it. Yeah, I, I think so, because you wouldn't be defending it so strongly if it wasn't true. You'd just ignore it. Um, but you've come here to, to tell us all that it's not true, uh, which makes us suspicious. I just saw the post about um, what you uh, put up to the top. I'm a little bit confused and need some clarification. I thought that was pretty funny, Mr. Bruce. Are you going to let the guy know? I think, it, know? I think it's insulting that he's suspected I'm lunked out because I've been talking <laughs> passionately against Lunkdown in this space for the, like the last hour, calling out the fact that they are Doquan, <laughs> a Doquan PR uh, reputation repair regime. Um, so for me to be standing against them passionately, and by the way, my time is voluntary here. I'm not here getting paid on this space. I'm here to help the community, right? I'm, I'm here for the community to help the community, to drive the community forward. You know, even if the price goes down, even if we do not have utility, even if we don't have apps, um, even if there, there's some kind of disaster and Ed Kim and Zara Dar leave, we still have the power of the community. It's, it's all about the community, Z. Um, and that's why I'm here today. That's, that's why I'm here speaking to you all against Lunkdown. I want to remove these bad actors like this, this Lunkdown guy, this, this guy who, who makes like weird, inappropriate jokes and stuff. I want to get him off the platform. I want to get him off Twitter. I advise you all um, mass ban him, mass report him. Report his tweet, tweets for hateful conduct. Report I think we also just start tweeting Elon Musk. 
Lungdale off of Twitter. I don't, I don't like what he's about, bro. You know, it's funny. Um, I've gotten to the point where I'm so sick and tired of the word community that like I'll say things like the lunk people or the lunk crowd or any <laughs> synonym I could possibly fucking figure out than the word community. That's disrespectful, man. Like the crowd is like a like an arbitrary mob of people in a train station or something. That that is awful. Community is a bond beyond like like the thing about the lung community is that even if a group of investors have been invested in say Link or um you know um Ripple or whatever or ADA for, for seven years or more, um, they do not have the power of the lung community. It's it's really the community that, that binds us all together, um, that makes us special. Even if the price of lung goes down significantly, the one thing they cannot take away from us is is the power of the community. That's how Egypt was made. Yep. This sounds like this speech from like Obi-Wan to Luke Skywalker or something. <laughs> That's very close. Oh fuck, Seth. Um I ended up doing it, bro. Don't tell my wife. But I put a hundred bucks on that shit because you brought it up earlier. <laughs> Wait, but a hundred bucks of what? <laughs> the the fucking the Powerball shit, bro. Oh Jesus, did we win? It's like it's an I don't know. I've never even checked, dude. I didn't even check. Bruce, the lottery in the United States right now, the Powerball is like at a billion fucking dollars. Post tax. One point nine bill. And it just keeps going unless someone wins or what? Exactly. So I, I, I went and took a hundred dollars and I went to this. My wife said, go buy some lottery tickets. I was like, yes, ma'am. So I go and like get a bunch of lottery tickets and I don't know. I haven't even looked at them yet. Hello, everybody. Somebody tried to, somebody tried to tell me early. Somebody tried to tell me earlier, like, even if you don't hit any numbers, like all the numbers, if you hit like five or three or four of them, you might make some money. And I'm like, well, if we break that down into like 10% on each one of those numbers, you know, 10% of a billion would be amazing. But I've never really played that stuff, so I have no idea what they'd pay out if you actually got one number out of all of those. If you get one number, you don't get anything, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think this is the first time I've played in like 10 years, so... Hmm, how do I look these things up? All right, Powerball something. They have like a little scanning thing on here. Is there a way to like fucking scan this ticket and like just, like I don't want to go through each number manually, do I? No, I ended up, I, so I, I put that in and they gave me like five pieces of paper. So I guess I'll have to scan each. Hey honey, how do you, uh, are you able to scan like your Powerball ticket onto like the powerball.com or something? Okay, she said you can scan the barcode on their website. Okay, well, the websites... Uh, or see. their app. She said their app. Oh, there's an app for this. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm into a stupid Powerball app to see if we won. <laughs> no <laughs> idea why Jack I bought these. A billion nine, they better have an app, right? That's a lot of money here. <laughs> I suppose so. Mm, Powerball, here we go. Let's get it. If you win, there better be a new Fallout video game to come out with cryptocurrency. Oh, I have to take over the company that owns Fallout. What is it, Bethesda or something? Something like that. I forgot. It's probably some sort of blasphemy. Um, hold on. All right, so I got to put in something here. Notifications, what? Let's skip those. Mm, 
please wait while the results are downloaded. So, oh, like it's so busy because like everyone's using this app now to check the thing. <laughs> so, okay, so it's not quite. Um, the last set of numbers are from Saturday, November fifth. So, the results for today have not come out yet. I guess they're kind of late. I guess, huh? Well, that's bollocks. Camera. If I'm using them. Let's see. Um, add a ticket. How do we do this? Add a Powerball ticket. What? Hmm. Oh, geez, you have to type these things in manually? What the fuck? Do you really? Ooh. I'm not doing that. So, with <laughs> a quick check, let's see. Um, no idea what that means. Notifications, generators. I don't know. There's a lot of shit in here, but nothing like that allows you to scan it. Oh, it's funny. You know what they also have? At the at the end of the game, they have like a Powerball number generator. So it'll just create numbers for you to... Um, oh, is this just to like pretend like you're winning or something? Or I don't uh, know. Your guess is good as mine, brother. Well, I guess it's like if people are not sure what numbers to put in, it'll just like pick some for you. Mm. I walked into the gas station and I literally felt like... Like everybody that was in there was just buying Powerball. I was like, man, you know, it started at like twenty dollars, then got to forty, then got to a million, and until it got to two billion dollars, you were finally like, okay, it finally hit two billion. I think it's worth my time. Yeah. So, what are the odds of winning this? It's like, um, it looks like the one top number, one in four hundred like, billion or something. It's like so. It's like getting hit by lightning like nineteen times or something. Definitely. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> and then having um, a cow walk by. Yeah. And just getting hit by a bull. Like there's gotta be some weird permutation. Um yeah, I think it's like a uh, numbers all the way. Two hundred and ninety like million, two. right? It's two hundred and ninety times the chance by being struck by lightning lightning risk is one in a million, I think. Hey guys, listen! Don't fud my uh, tickets before I even have an opportunity to win here. Um, <laughs> no, I had the I'm gas station win. lady. The gas station lady literally told me she's like, "You're not going to win," and I was like, "Uh, can I have a little hope when I leave this damn gas station?" Because she she thinks people like you and me who bought like a hundred dollars worth of morons, which we are. So, well, true. <laughs> yeah, so we're 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 gonna lose all our money here. So whatever. <laughs> hey, fairy, what's up? <laughs> I'm um, just just watching the garden. Uh, what are you up to? Oh, not too much. The Fairy King Nacho from the Fairy King Forest. That's cool. She did happen to say right before I, uh, I left, she was like, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, maybe if you work at a gas station. But I didn't say that because that's really rude. But I did feel like if you got a third job or buy a little lunk. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems like they're late on this because it's the time they're supposed to release this. And you think they're, I know what's happening. They're, they're gaming the system in the background, right? Like they're, 
there's some probably some bullshit happening in the but what do you think yeah i think they're i think uh they're gonna let ftx win so they can buy back more ftt tokens <laughs> um that might happen we're gonna tie this into this crypto discussion now <laughs> Yeah, someone someone mm. said that they haven't announced the numbers yet, and that something weird's happening because they should already be out. So, so along with the U.S. elections tomorrow, the Powerball is now also rigged, <laughs> like a contested thing. <laughs> um, I just realized um, I'm looking at the combinations here, like right, like it's like the number one to sixty-nine, I think, is the range, or one, yeah, something like that for the like the numerical values and there's five positions plus the qp which i don't know what the fuck that means the powerball part i guess and um yeah so the powerball number so there's like six spaces with uh, six registers with up to 69 digits uh, per thing so i just realized like 100 bucks of tickets is not enough like i should have bought like a million dollars worth of tickets to even get close yeah well, you definitely help your odds I fucked this up bad, guys. I'm really like, hopefully nobody wins tomorrow. And then like maybe in two more days or whenever the hell this is, I can go and like really put down serious money. I just want that Willy Wonka fantasy. You know, let me buy one ticket and just win. Well, you know, at the price of this, like if it's one in 292 mil, you should just buy 292 million tickets, like get them all. But would you, if you, so I did the quick picks, I just walked up and was like, all right, give me a hundred dollars in this. And they, they told me it was $2 a pick. And I was like, it's $2 a pick. What the hell? So now I only got 50 numbers. And then I kept, I didn't even look at the numbers, but they were, I was going to ask the lady, but she was being all weird and kind of condescendingly rude. And I was like, is any of these numbers repeats? Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want the same numbers. Well, the uh, issue is like if you bought all the tickets, like every single number, all two hundred ninety two million options, then you wind up with um, let me think. Yeah, you. So I guess the risk would be like a dozen other people did that, and then you would still not make enough money back <laughs> or something like that. Can you expense these muck fucking things? Like if I spend a hundred dollars on this, right? Like, cause if I gain, I can, I have to pay taxes. Right. But if I lose a hundred dollars, I could probably subtract from that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it might come back in taxes pretty hardcore, especially with the government taking 50%. But I think I could do a nice little living with a billion dollars. Like 50? Why are you losing 50? You live in a state with state taxes too? Oh, man. California is like, if you sell an apple, we want half of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just give them all your money. And then if you even have a billion dollars, they're like, you're a part of the rich crowd now. We're going to tax the money you already have that we already taxed. Yeah, but if you spend $292 million and then you have to split it with someone because someone else hits a quick pick. That's what I mean. You're screwed if more yeah. than one person wins. But the jackpot's $2 billion, so you'd still, be, you'd still make it ahead if like maybe a few people won. You'd still be all right. <laughs> but I don't think I could live comfortably if I only had $500 million, You know, I need the whole billion. Well, it's 292 times $2, though, right? Or no? Um, 
That's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess these are two dollars a piece, aren't they? The ones I got was yeah. Oh, because you to do the Powerball part of this, you have to pay the extra dollar. Yeah, he's right. This thing's a scam. <laughs> Did we get scammed today, bro? I followed your financial advice. We might have a problem. Mm, so you're like, okay, this fool is buying $100 worth. I'm going to go get $100 worth. I got to be careful when I stand in these spaces. Like, Jesus. It's like clearly causing influence. Like, you would not have bought these if it wasn't for me, huh? You would have gone about your day like, totally not <laughs> caring about this shit. My girlfriend hit me up. She's like, I'm going to go buy some. And I was like, all right. And then she's like, are you going to buy some? I was like, no. And then five minutes later, I'm in a chat with you. And you're like, I found $100 on my table. I'm going to go buy some because we were talking about it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If we all get rich, we're going to get rich. And we're going to make a video game with some tornadoes that take your cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, that Adam I just bought, Bruce, is up 50 cents. Should I just sell it? Just pocket the free money and be done with it or what? kind of funny in these uh, so if it's not something you need immediately uh, usually when there's lots of volatility like this you should check the arbs between regular atom and st atom on osmosis i mean i don't know how much volume you're talking but i've i've been doing like 10 percent sometimes on stars like swapping from regular stars to st stars and then just going and dumping it back on stride and waiting my like 21 days and i've been making like 10 percent like at a clip oh yeah interesting um so you're making 10 percent what per month or what per 21 days so like the last thing i did was like four thousand stars and i'm unstaking and getting or i'm sorry yeah four thousand st stars and i'm getting like 4400 regular stars back on like the 20th of November. So like three weeks. Yeah, I should start going. I need to do that shit. I have a lot of my Adam um, staked at the moment, so it's like stuck. But um, yeah, I guess I could be doing more of the ARBs, I suppose. And I'm just doing like what I used to do with like B Luna. So when that when that 20, 21 day period comes up, like I have like three tranches of like 4K stars that I'm just kind of rotating in. Like I'll wait until there's a decent ARB. Or I'll buy an NFT or something. So it's kind of like I always have a cycle of, you know, liquid stars to be able to, to either do something or catch a catch a good arb. But I imagine it's the same for Adam, uh, especially if you know with shit dropping as fast as it did. This is funny. So, <laughs> Bruce, did you see this? Uh, um post here by so i guess let's see so chris uh added me like this conversation so star says if unfortunately ftx becomes another luna nobody in the industry can benefit from the accident including binance both customers and regulators will lose some confidence about the whole industry i hope cz can think about stop to sell ftt and make a new deal with sbf then Kobe says, if Binance simply selling their FTT caused a Luna-style crisis, then it's already fucked. Hiding the backdoor agreements will only prolong the problem. Imagine if Luna was 2x or even 10x bigger or something like that. And then, yeah, anyway. 
Chris asked me to read this out loud, so I sort of okay. did. Interesting. So it's like this idea that maybe it's inevitable or something. Well, I think all these people also have uh, short positions open. <laughs> maybe. I guess that's possible. Although, uh, you know, uh, I should have shorted at the moment uh, this started, this discussion even began. Like the moment we heard it, we should have just gone and shorted it and be done with it. Because um, at a small scale, like, that's the thing. Like it only takes lots of little short positions to make a total chaos in this sort of situation. And um, it would have been a very low risk move to just make a small short position here. We should have done that the mo minute this fun yeah. began, honestly. We, made it, we, um, we should have just done it. Somebody messaged me and said, I, I don't know anything about this stuff, but like is somebody said FTX is selling soul to defend FTT. Is that true? I think, well, I think Alameda is the one that holds the soul. Okay. So, um, and Alameda is like a you know, different SBF company and a Sam, Sam's second company or however you want. I don't know what it is. But does so, that mean that whatever the case, like it, soul will go down kind of temporarily? Yeah. So, F, well, not temporarily because liquidity is exiting. Um, FTX, uh, in the sense that, like, if CZ is selling, then FTX is falling. Uh, these people go sell their Solana, Alameda does, to go buy FTX to buoy that price up or some shit. And then, to the extent that that's even possible. And then, um, what would they do? So then, next, um, but there's no money to go buy the soul back, right? Unless. Uh, you complete the ARB and the CZ goes and buys a Solana or something, which would be weird. But actually, I think Alameda is a big um, supporter of Solana in general. So um, I don't think CZ is necessarily married to Solana in any, any way. So he doesn't have any obvious reason to go do that, I think. Anyway, it's just a mess. That same uh, concept came about with him owning so much Luna Classic that when Luna Classic finally moves up, he's going to just release his position. But it was also told, like, I told the guy, like, most of that is community-owned uh, assets. He doesn't Well, own... no, no, CZ's yeah. uh, stake of Luna Classic is pretty nominal now. Because remember, he didn't buy it on the way down. He just owned the original Luna, right? So he's not going to have a lot of influence on Lunk price at this point. Mm. Does that make sense? Because he... He he no, has the quantities of him. he has the old quantities of Luna, right? He didn't go in there and like buy whatever billions and billions of Luna or something in the Luna Classic. I mean, he made a billion from people shorting it. <laughs> but that's about it. Did he? Did he? He made that much in fees or what? Well, I don't know, but like the the amount of fucking shorts open, and it was all mainly on his platform. Um, so I don't know. He probably made a fuckload. Um, there was some compensation there for sure. But that was pretty short term, though, right? I mean, I think he would have had, um, like, of course, uh, like, Binance bought Luna fairly early. I don't know what price they bought it at, but it was must have been pretty low. Um, I would think they bought it whenever trading began. That would have been probably the time that Binance made their buy. Let me see. Anyway, who cares? It's like, <laughs> but, um, 
I think he's up money for sure. Mm. It'll be interesting to work out how much he actually made, like what the the total volume of like shorting and stuff was, and how much he got because the trading the the funding fees and stuff were absolutely crazy for a while. Like it was like you were paying enormous amounts to keep a short position open. Isn't it three percent? Uh, 3.5% on per individual. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? The amount to put in. Oh, so if you have a thousand dollars short position, you pay, uh, your tax would be 3%, 3.5%. And then that would be how much CZ's company would make. I'm not sure how it works. I think it depends on how heavily shorted it is relative to the, the futures long positions. Yeah. Cause I've never really shorted anything, but that would, be a man if we can create our own exchange we end up doing something like that just game changer money yep um so polka dot's pretty wrecked right now too don't know how much farther it has to go or whatever but that might be an interesting one as well it's market cap is it's market cap is high enough that um like it may represent a good grid bot option um I think render would be pretty good as well. Yeah, render makes sense. Uh, it's also being pulled down by, by Sol because it's on top of that. Yes, that's exactly right. So let's see, Lender, Lender now is at like 0.72. The founder is really good as well. Like he's quite, um, I don't know. I've always been impressed by his, his talks and things. Um, and they've got crazy partnerships with everyone. Like I think Google and Facebook and whoever else. Yeah, render at the bottom of the market crash was at twenty eight cents, and right now it's at point seven one six. So yeah, you'd want to be you'd probably want to encompass that entire range, like point two seven, up to like one point two would probably be a recent. I mean, a reasonable um, grid range if you expect like this thing to like fully retrace as a result of this um as a result of this uh solana event now at the same time it's like let me think um yeah that would be a pretty conservative position i think uh like yeah 0.27 to yeah 1.16 range for render rndr the other thing about render is that i was looking on the the Qcoin volatility list, and it has like one of the highest volatilities of anything, which is quite yes. Interestingly, its volume. Actually, I was looking at that myself just now. Uh, the last several, let me see what days. Mm, the highest volume day in its history was November second, which, um, considering that, um, like, was was there some announcement made? This last couple of weeks that like really blew it up for some reason. There was um, what's the day today? Yesterday was um, Solana Breakpoint, I think, where they gave a talk. So there was a sell the news event, I think. Okay, that's why the volume is so high. Okay, so interesting. Mm, Generally, yeah, it seems like the it, it did a big run up to like I, I did um, I made like a three X in it. I forgot what it was earlier this year, I think. Um, yeah, where yeah, it yeah. went from one point five to eight or something. But it it's like very capable of, of causing a lot of hype. Um, 
if anything good is released or whatever. I don't know what the situation is right now. Yeah, but I think most of the news for it is sort of baked in now. Like, I think it, this high volume spike was like probably early investors, um, like using the the conference hype as some sort of exit liquidity or something. Because the that's a huge volume spike with not that much upward price action compared to the rest of the bull market or whatever, right? So I don't know. It's a lot lot of coin just uh, exchanged hands there, so it probably will go down more, I'm guessing. Because, like, the people that are going to go and buy the coin back at a lower price, I think they're going to wait a considerable amount, especially with the Solana drama going on. Yeah. Leverage rates are because you can include the whole range um, and still make quite a lot through the volatility. Yeah, I'm trying to see if the stock market's bottoming out yet, too. That ha- that will make some difference as well. If the general stock market pops, then, like, BTC pops, and then everything sort of, like, recovers quick. Mm. So, like, this whole FUD thing may be good if the rest of the market rallies a little bit through December. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Anyway. Where's everybody today? No one wants to come hang out, huh? The um, the usual suspects are down there. They just refuse to uh, speak. Yeah, did we? I think we put everyone to sleep. Is what it was. No, I think they think <laughs> that too good for us. Like we're beneath them. Oh, okay. You, have you ever looked at, you know, when um, Qcoin does the volatility ranking, do you know how it works that out? Have you ever looked at the the equation in the back end? Oh, um, let me look at it here. Um, where you can just like sort by volatility, you mean? Yeah. Do, do you know what that actually means? Like how, what the, how they've worked it out? Like what mm. the time range is or how it's, how it's worked out? No. Yeah, like what kind of formula does, are they using? Uh, let me think here, which one? Interestingly, um, on the Solana, um, it's it, it has a little um, thing where it shows you like the top traded coins, that little gem box thing. I don't know if you use that. And it says at this moment, 73% of traders are buying, 27% selling. Mm. So I don't know if that uh, in, in implies anything or not, but. Um, hmm. Like, where are you getting your volatility sheet from? I don't remember where this is. Uh, it comes up if you go on, if you're using the app or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. When you go on Trending bots, gainers. bots and then spot grid bots, and then you, you click on the list of coins, it just comes up. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah one second. There it is, grid. And then just click on one of the the names of the coin, like the default one, and it'll come up with the list. You know, you select the coin. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. Um, so the very top ones are just launches, um, which is interesting because 
it, it seems to imply that it's quite a long timeline of volatility um, because these launches weren't that recent. They were like the last few weeks. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, people are wondering, if you go on the KuCoin app, um, the way I navigated to this was you go to the spot grid section, but you have to put click the pro button. And um, the highest volatility here is on Atom, E-Gold, uh, PYR, um, Naka Games, NAKA, and like... Mm. Um, why is PYR so much more volatile? It's like, it's like significantly more than everything else. Which one was that? PYR. Let's see here. What is happening? It's a gaming platform, if I'm not mistaken. No, it is. It's a. It's like a game. Um, but they're they're quite good. Um, but that's not the most volatile. Are you just is that your favorites or something? Are you going on the full list of of USD pairs? Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe I did it wrong. Let's see. Um, Red. Pro. Okay, and then you go to the. Oh yeah, you're right. That's the favorites. So you have to go to. Like okay. And if you rank by volatility, most of the top ones are just recent launches. So things launched in the last month or two. Like I think PRMX is up there, and then that was something launched at the end of September. Um, so it's just taken like a downwards curve and therefore classifies as volatility, but it's not really, um, I don't think it's that volatile anymore. But it's one of those launches where it launched way too high and it's done like a 90% a dip just from the launch. Yeah, there's like a, um, so the way this uh, volatility index works, I think, so the volatility is listed differently it's like a po positive percentage or like a, I think it's comparing to everything on that chart at that moment. Right. So like, so let's say you took, pick the USD list, right? Solana is listed as plus 31.61%. And if you look at just like, I don't know, I have a favorites list. And if I go there, Solana is. No, it's, it's always the same. It's some objective. Oh, no, you're right. It's always the same. But I, I don't. It's just a comparator. Yeah, I don't know what it's comparing against. Plus percentage versus what? What's it the seems reference? to have a long timeline as well. Like it's not, it's not like the, it's not like it's forty-eight hours or something like that. It's um, it stretches back because the the launches that occurred over like the last two three months have the highest volatility by far. Mm, yeah, that would that would obviously be expected, but I don't know what they're, I don't know how they calculate this at all. It's it's got to be a pretty decent metric, though. I mean, like, it's not that complicated of a calculation, I suppose. No. You look at the you look at the range, and you look at how much time has passed. So it'd probably be like the delta in range divided by like the delta in time, or something like that. And that would probably, you know, something like that would give you the number. Yeah, <laughs> I think USTC would be an interesting grid as well here because that's dipped a lot. Oh, what happened with it now? It just—it was just one of the heaviest dippers during this whole day. 
Um, That's weird. I wonder why that is. I don't know, just random. But um, that's always one of the most volatile ones, Sophie, like from the last few months. Regardless of whatever happens with with Lunk or whatever, it's it's like three times as volatile as Lunk. Why why do you think that is? Like why is USD so volatile? I talked about it before, remember? Like the there's a very limited amount of um bots running on it because the the USTC pairs, at least in the past, were not running on Qcoin or available on other exchanges because they typically don't allow you to grid the the stablecoin pairs. Um so like partly that and partly just because there's like a fairly minimal amount in exchanges um compared to like just sitting off off on chain or whatever um but mainly i think it's just the the lack of total bot infrastructure on that pair um which makes it on, interesting on kucoin can you run on ustc right now or no i don't know let me have a look um let me see here uh, you might be able to like spot grid or something i'm not sure there's a ustc usdt pair Huh. That's new then, because they weren't. Uh, when I was making serious money from the USDC pair, they they didn't have it for a long time. See the options they have. They have so you would go under like just. They have a tether and a USDC, but I don't see one available for like USDC versus anything else. Yeah, there isn't anything else. You can just you can only pair those things. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is which is fine, I guess. I'm like, no, it's fine. I wonder how it tends to correlate anyway, so it doesn't help much to pair against other cryptos on grids. Like the only reason it would help to pair against another crypto on a grid would be like one, it's, it has to be available, but two, um, it would only make sense if it's like reasonably going to go in the opposite direction, and crypto doesn't usually do that. So pairing against a stable for grids usually is the way to go. Hello. Hello? Is this Hi. thing on? Hello? Coach, uh, Coach uh, first of all, I, I have a few things I would like to talk to you guys about. I've been uh, working no. really hard. Okay, I'll, I won't, sir. Okay. Only one Only one thing for now. Like, don't... What? Okay. Uh, we'll start with stroking your ego. This seems to work the best. No. Uh, Co- no, not that. Uh, I please, sir. I insist, uh, Coach. I I deeply apologize by uh, not being a part of the voice chat. And quite a while, I've been focusing on semi truck driving. But please, sir, please understand. I am willing to be the clipboard of the coach. I am willing to be the Bruce Buffner, okay, of of the atmosphere, of the hype, of the fight. And you bet your ass. I will be your back pocket of your Wranglers and as Sefi as the key pocket. Absolutely. Listen, guys, I've been working hard on being a semi-truck driver. And I'm are those the lyrics to like, like a hard rock song, like I have the tiger or something. No, I just made that up just now. I just looked at coach's profile. And I was like, what can I do to stroke the you? <laughs> it's a well-known song. Yeah, I, think it's I, I, I love it. Keep going, bro. I think it's the Incubus song. Thanks, Z. I like it. Thanks, brother. But um, okay, so I'm I'm gonna start loading money into KuCoin and do this bot thing that you guys insisted that I should do. Into uh, at the end of November is when I'm gonna start 
start trading and start investing back into crypto. I pulled out in December of last year, uh, all my, all my shit, all of it. And I'm not, I'm not mad at myself for doing it, but I'm, I'm getting back into crypto uh, because this trucking career is about to start. And, and I hope I could get a, uh, a, a Starlink satellite hooked up to my diesel. I think that's going to be fucking badass, huh? That'll be dope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my Husky and the Starlink satellite in my semi-truck. It's going to be dope. Anyways. Um, so like so yeah. as you, that way, as you make the money trucking, right, you can lose it immediately using your satellite, uh, like right. blowing on crypto or some other gay thing. Exactly. Exactly. Every mile is a dollar I lose. You got it. Um, and, okay. So can I continue, coach? I'm sorry. Mm, I don't know. I'll, I'll pause. I'll pause. It's okay. I don't know, but but you you are weak. You are weak, I'm not, sir. I'm not weak. You're you're wrong. But let me I, tell I, you about your weak. I value you are, your opinion. You are weak because last time you came here two weeks ago, when you had your, you had your own plan, and uh, we suggested the bots, and you were like, oh. "No, I have my own plan, and I'm going to make a lot of money." I and was not. No. That's not you were true. listen. Hey, sir, you were, that's not true. Listen, sir, that's you not were, true. I did listen, have a plan, and I hey, talked. Hey, to hey, you. let me, let me, yes, sir. You were, you were very. Um, me and Sefi were, were giving our hearts to you, and you, you, your heart was contracted, and you were like a little turtle, quite, quite upset with our ideas, and um, you weren't open to them at that point, but now you processed it, and you are more open. So we're happy about that, but at the same yeah. time, we require a, a, a long apology. Uh. Sir, I'm sorry. Your penis has been stroked and satisfied. There's no need to go for round two. Sorry, coach. Yeah, like a, I don't know, like a reach around, maybe. Um, mm. I know coach likes those. Um, do, do you, <laughs> well, do you, do, you, do you, MP3? Do you confess to being brainwashed by us? <laughs> Absolutely. However. I have another strategy I would like to um, introduce to you guys. Um, so I met this guy. I met I met this group actually called Crypto Swarm. And I would love to get your opinion on it if you guys go into the Discord and check them out. And I'm not shilling uh, because I don't even own any. I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of this group. But I, I plan to be just because I see how the their tech works. Basically, they have a hive mind. Um, and they've been working seven years on this code and they have like 150 people that contribute towards this code. And basically what it does is it, it does predictions and they, they, it's like a voting system, but with a deep robotic algorithm. And it says like, um, it could predict a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> this is what they're saying. It predicts a hundred percent of the time Bitcoin's movements. And if that's the, if if that's the case that they're 100% accurate that you know you can leverage you know sh short or long bitcoin all day and make some serious money um mm -hmm. I would love for you guys to meet this guy uh, I could I can invite him on here uh sometime and um it, for you to interview Wait, him and, what's yeah, 100% accurate I'm I'm so, oh, yeah. so yeah, I know. I you know I'm I'm nobody to introduce this project to. I'm not I'm not 
I'm not even associated with this project. I just met him through through uh, Telegram voice chats and through other alpha channels I brought him on to. Everybody seems to be pretty excited about what they're offering. They offer either, uh, you either get their NFT and get a lifetime subscription, um, or you could pay $100 a month. And basically what it provides is 12, it, you could you could ask 12 questions to a hive mind of people. And basically they're, they're I don't want to, I don't want to say it wrong, but basically they're, they're tech. You mean like, sort of like Googling it? Yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's a bunch of crypto alpha fanatics and they all vote on what they predict. And the AI is supposed to help, you know, stimulate a correct response on any question, not just Bitcoin movements, um, like when the next bull market is going to start, like just any question in crypto, you know. And so far with Bitcoin movements, not every question, but Bitcoin movements, they've been 100% correct. They were able to like determine like horse racing, for example. Um, they they were able to win horse races, betting on horse races through this tech. And I, it, it seems to work. I don't know if he's full of bullshit. Nah, but, it sounds okay, like just you? a, it sounds like a fairly like straightforward scam. So I, yeah. I, checked out, I checked out their Discord and it seems pretty No, don't legit. check out their Discord. Just gonna, it's a scam. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. <laughs> like, what the hell? I would love, I, I would love for you to talk to him. Um, maybe one night and just, I could bring him on and you could talk to him and ask him questions and stuff, but they've been working on this project for seven years and he's been on Ted talks, bro. Like he was on stage on the Ted talks talking about this. What's his name? Shaniqua. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I was more focused, no, no, no. I was more focused on the project. A Ted talk I, about what? Are you hiding about, him? Are you hiding about, him? No, or are you like uh, actually don't know his name? No, I don't know his name. You can look it up. You can look him up. It's Crypto Swarm on Twitter and Discord. Uh, just check it out. I I thought it would be a fun, provoking conversation that you could nitpick and see if it's legit. I haven't invested into it yet. Who is it? Crypto Swarm. Yeah, Crypto Swarm. Yeah, it's it's uh, Swarm AI technology. Which the government is using, the military is using. Yeah, bro. And he's not like, dude, he's talking about the UK government using this shit. Like, I don't understand why it's not bigger than what so it this is. guy. So you're yeah, telling right. me this guy has the ability to predict these things 100%, but he's this AI has only been able to get this character 2,800 followers. Right. It's, yeah, yeah right. They so something's want... gone terribly wrong here. <laughs> yeah, maybe Crypto marketing. Like... I don't know. But. Yeah. If you that's don't mind, not, that's not up so, to me to predict. I just thought it would be fun. It may be a fun segment in the Sefi Coach Bruce episode um, where you guys talk about it and maybe rip it apart, tear it to shreds, and then uh, maybe maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Mm. I like the way you're assuming we're not already members and we're not already senior members. That's a bit, I don't know. Like you realize that the, the first two hours of this. Um, space tonight was was Sefi pitching exactly this. What? <laughs> he said what? What's up, Ultra? 
Hey, uh, so I just sent you guys the co uh, host and co-host. I just sent you guys um, just a that's a screen grab of the uh, Bitcoin prediction. How that went? This was a few weeks ago. I'm, I, I I do have uh, one of the NFTs. You know, I'm gonna check it out, see how it goes. You know, I I don't feel like I need that technology to be successful because I'm successful anyway. But uh, but I do think it's pretty cool. You know that the way and how the accuracy of it so far um, now if it starts to deviate not, i'll certainly call that out so yeah my plan my plan is so far is to continue investing into all coins at stake um definitely maybe pay for the first month for 99 dollars. So what what data is this thing using i can tell you if it would make any sense or not so it's using I'm trying, I'm information trying from where it, it's pretty late just like uh, charts or no it's uh, it, i can show you a video he's he sent the group he didn't send it to me personally but like if you go on to their um their website it shows how the hive mind works kind of like a visual reputation of like how the voting system kind of works with using human ai technology it's, it's like a third layer on top on top of ai with human human perspectives and it's not just like making up an opinion you also have options on saying if you're certain about something or if you're not so sure about something and then you get ranked as well like like let's say i voted on something and i was super sure and my vote was bullshit because it was like the complete opposite of what happened let's say i said bitcoin is gonna go long and I was completely sure and it went short it fucking it went down the drain and so my vote is you know put into that algorithm that I was sure that it was going to go up but it went down now my vote means that much more that much less to say so it it's like a collection of data um from crypto enthusiasts yeah so um yeah, the, the kind of this idea of like selling the NFT for this. Uh, so the, the reason why, you know, this doesn't work that well. Um, the simple answer is this. If I had some sort of mystical tech that could predict these things, um, I wouldn't need to sell it to you. Right. Like, <laughs> like, there's no, like why in the world would I give away this information? I'll tell you why. Because they want more data. They want more pe they want more people influencing. Yeah, like, but I, like, yeah, getting a bunch of data from a bunch of retards doesn't really help necessarily. Like, <laughs> the the problem is but like it knows if you're a retard. That's whether or not you're a retard. No, but what I'm saying is you could go to like say for example, um, like a whole bunch of different sentiment analysis tools, um, and you you have to decide also like wait are you tra counter trading the sentiment like for example. If you go to coin market cap, there's a little happy face, sad face thing, right? Or, or on uh, CoinGecko, I'm sorry. There's a little happy face, sad face thing. Do you prefer to buy when everyone's sad or do you prefer to buy when everyone's happy on that? Is it testing, like, what sentiment markers is it looking yeah. at? Like, so, and so, how useful is this as a tool? Like, uh, like I, so. I, say, I say we wait for the homeboy to show up and you talk to him. And he, he gives you the question, you know, the answers from the cow's mouth. And you guys suck on his udders together. Okay. That's all mm -hmm. I can provide. Yeah, the crypto portion of this is brand new. Uh, they just launched what, two weeks ago, I think. 
Um, but the technology is used, you know, in, in you know, uh, all different sectors. Yeah, but it's using tech. What, what, is, what does this mean? Like, so it's going to ask you what questions. Do you like Bitcoin today? Do you want to buy it today? Do not. Is it actually analyzing what you buy or what you say you're going to buy? What's like? It, it's analyzing tech. So it's, it's your, all your predictions. Yeah, your yeah, predictions. It's all, yeah, and, and okay, so what's cool about being a subscriber that I'm not yet or an NFT holder, um, a holder's lifetime, a subscriber is $199 a, a month, right? A subscriber needs to, like a lifetime subscriber needs to buy an NFT, which there's only 300 of them. They haven't sold out yet, which raised my eyebrows, especially when he's working with governments. Uh, but dude, I don't know everything. But I would love for you to pick his brain. Love for you to pick his I don't I think I need to pick his brain. It sounds like a scam to me. Okay. It sounds like sheer nonsense. Yeah, there's no evidence that any of that would make any sense for any reason. Hey, it's I just fucking about, stupid. I didn't yeah, talk it's, to it's you just like a waste of your, your money. KuCoin robots. But I just thought, like, okay. Yeah, but grid, grid bots are objective, simple tools. They have no, there's no magic behind them. Like, there's no. There's no special sauce. There's right, nothing. It's just I'm pure sure quantitative if, math, right? Sefi, yeah, I'm sure if like but, he could, but, if he could explain to you more that I can't because I'm brand new to this idea and like I I amateurly dug through it. Like I didn't have time. I'm I'm going through trucking school. I just thought it would be a no. I mean, there's topic. there's entire platforms that look at things like sentiment analysis. They don't need a, a swarm of like like a small group of retards like. Like seriously, there's like eva.com, evai, um, which like takes huge amounts of data uh, from lots of different people saying things on lots of different platforms and looks at sentiment across Google, across like social media, Reddit, right. whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, looks think, at I posts. Think, it looks at retweets. I think he's intertwining that with um, retards, as you said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what all he's entertaining, but like he would have to credibly prove this before I'm giving him 1.5 ETH or whatever. Well, I mean, even even, <laughs> Sir, like, even so, Sir Crypto, even Sir Crypto, even said like, I mean, he backed yeah. me. I was I wasn't expecting anybody to actually have a positive opinion about this. I was well, definitely I, I, I was definitely predicting. In no, my you, is that there's no need for money, there's no need for money to find out for me. No, I mean, if I was going to run a scam for you guys and sell you something <laughs> that does something, this is how I would do it. Like, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. Like, why would you do if, that to us, Happy? We, no, but we, like, <laughs> this is what this is the like. There's no way to verify that. Um, so, if you the know, discount correct, without asking, yeah, retail uh, discount things way, without asking questions. That's that's but, the thing. But the thing he, is, like, he makes a bold statement saying. Their robot or their AI intelligence involved with the voting system of humans. Uh, I, I think that it's just a BC. It's like, like if I want to predict the price of of Lump, for example, uh, and then uh, I ask the bot, or I don't know how it works, and it say that say it will go up, and then CZ tomorrow comes out and says, uh, we are dumping Lump, or we don't want to support Lump anymore. So how this machine is going to predict the sentiment of CZ, yeah. for example, or or let's say of a whale that wants to dump or, Solana or, or or Bitcoin? Exactly. You know. So if you look so at today as a perfect the example, are... sorry, go ahead. Today is a perfect example. We had a, like a pretty good solid like ten percent drop in a variety of coins, and a lot of it was due to 
like issues that emerge um, like very, very recently, like right this evening. So had you entered into a position based on what the AI said yesterday, which is exactly what like Arbor is trying to describe here, you might not have um, specifically uh, like whatever the, the, the device says is going to be very different then versus what it is now. So unless the thing is like actively trading for you, like it's changing your positions based on sentiment changes and actively doing this, like you can still that's lose really, a shit ton of money. Like what's the difference? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's where the human so, interaction comes in would be the variables. Yeah. But again, the whole point of that is to get rid of that. Otherwise you can just do it yourself. Like, so this is the problem with those systems. There's free ones that you can use like evai.com. Um, what's it? eBay or whatever the hell it's called. eBay AI. Anyway, there's a lot of these like platforms and, um, they do like routine analysis of things like um, retweets and like how many times mentions happen uh, like across Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. How many views are coming in on videos, like for example, on YouTube related to certain content. So you can get an idea of like sentiment momentum, for example, or, you know, historically people have used like a mixed system, like the Bitcoin uh, fear, greed index and all this so there's some sentiment type things that you can use the internet crowdsource for. And it's much, much more robust than say, for example, asking a dozen people. Cause unless that, like, if you're talking about like analysts, like stock analysts or something, yeah, I guess if a system, what it can do is it can say, okay, like, all right, um, Sir Crypto here is more accurate than most of his compadres. He's accurate 80% of the time. So he's going to rank him higher. Um, you can do these kinds of things to see if you can find people that are like going to credibly pick better for some reason than others. But the problem is that presumes that like there is a technique any of you can use to really make you successful at this. And the reason why Bruce and I talk so much about more of the grid bot methodologies is you can you can have a lot less chance of losing money because you can pick ranges that are fitting uh for your risk profile risk profile and exactly. everything else so the problem with using the methods like just going by sentiment is none of that helps you do anything like sizing positions or it the, the bot doesn't know your goals necessarily right so yeah but Seth, you're, you're missing a part though uh, hold on let, let me uh be open-minded to mp3 Sefi, the reason you doubt the crypto swarm is because you don't realize the potential of the crypto swarm the the unique synthesis of the hive mind of the selection of mentors combined with the swarm ai which has been tested um through a range of different things crypto is just the latest um the latest application and uh the founders do not say that it will never fail they just say it has never failed with bitcoin so far so they are open-minded and they are not making any certainties or guarantees. Um, as a Crypto Swarm member for the last um, few months, paying $100 a month, I can say that it's more than worth it. Um, I'm not sure about paying one ETH for the NFT yet, but everything I've seen so far indicates that there is um, a, a deep possibility for certainty within crypto, which gives a lot of people hope. Um, it, it, it is a nightmare trading the markets and trying to time them and trying to pick the direction and the position sizes and stuff like that. To have the the combination of the swarm AI combined with the fleet of mentors synthesizing all of the data and outputting all of the information for such a small fee as $100 a month 
is, in my opinion, a beautiful thing. And I think it's it's wrong. It's wrong of you to judge at a distance without having even met the CEO um, of this organization. I think you need to be humble and be open to the idea that others might have synthesized this information and provided a platform that offers complete certainty about cryptocurrency before you. Um, and I think, although it might be shocking to your ego to hear this, I, I think that we need to be humble and submissive. And I think you need to also try paying for membership. And we need to um, host the space where we interview this guy. Fuck yeah, coach. This is why like you should interview him. This is why I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm the back pocket of the Wranglers, baby. Let's go. And also, Cynthia, keep in keep in mind, like, it's it's not just Bitcoin longs and shorts, right? It's you could ask it anything. So if you if you're a member of the NFT or the monthly subscription, right, you get twelve questions. You could ask anything about crypto. So like, what what smart contract? Like, what's platform? the square root of forty nine or something? Uh, fuck that. Uh, what smart contract platform is gonna is going to be the most well-performed in this next bull run. What smart contracts should we be paying attention to most this next bull run? You know, those are great questions. You know, Where is I, the conflict? I'm just saying, yeah. like, like Binance, Binance killed it last bull run. It fucking produced a ton of shit coins that skyrocketed short term. You know, I mean, it started it off. But, but, I mean, there's so much more. There's so many more smart contracts now. Uh, KuCoin as well. KuCoin, Crow, fucking mm -hmm. Algram. Like, dude, there's there's so much more competition for uh, Ethereum now. Yep. And who knows which one is going to be the fucking blossom of the storm, dude? Yeah, Swarm AI does. Swarm AI yeah. does, yeah. And, and also, a lot of people, as a Swarm AI member for a long time, one of the most frequent questions I get is like, if this technology works, why aren't more people doing it? And to that, I say, you know, everyone can go to the gym and get a good body. Everyone can eat well and feel great. Why aren't they doing it? It's, it's always the same reason that human nature is laziness and humans are stuck in their ways and unwilling to transcend um, their own limitations and their own rigidities. They are unwilling to imagine a future beyond the, the rigidities and the beliefs of their existing mindsets. And I think for me, Swarm AI, being open to that, being in a position in my life psychologically having gone through enough hardship and whatever, where I can be open-minded enough to accept this and think, hey, you know, more is possible than I believe with this combination of experts and the Swarm AI system. I think that is a beautiful thing. And I think um, if people dismiss it out of these, these fallacies, like, oh, why aren't most people doing it and stuff like that, uh, they are going to be the same people who miss out on all of the great things in history. You know, they are the people who, who never attended the Wright Brothers' first flight because they didn't believe that a vehicle, that a craft was able to overcome its own weight. These are all the same people. These are the the, the burden of history. These are the ones that it's hold like back. a flat earther or something. Yeah, the, these are um, these are the people that hold us back. And you know, uh, I, uh, I, I don't care because chips. I don't care because at the end of the day, the money in my account doesn't lie. Numbers don't lie. That's true. I feel like I've met the CEO already. Maybe. But Bruce, you don't um, you don't own this platform, do you? Sophie, I'm willing to come uh, clean. Give you, you a discount. You have this group here. Come clean. Is this is like you own this thing and this is your alt for that? 
So you can have your first month free. You can get that for me. This access to this swarm. And by the way, the only reason we charge a subscription is because obviously running the AI is expensive, but we also want to reinvest in R&D. The founders and the team have not taken a single cent of profit yet. Everything is reinvested to optimize the model um, and also to, to onboard new mentors. What we're interested in here is the truth, to, to get, develop a system that can output the truth the entirety of the time. We are humble. We, we realize the, the folly of induction. You know, Hume dealt with this back in however many years ago. Um, we realize this fully, and, and we are dedicated to developing a system that is fully optimized, and then maybe we can roll it out. We see um, the initial people now who paid for the $100 membership, we see them as the initial contributors, the initial research scientists. We're open and honest with them. We say, you know, this has worked so far. It's worked the last 300 times, but we do not promise at all that it will work in future. Not financial advice. But we do say, if you want to donate this small fee, then you can be a part of history. You can be a part of the history of the development of technology. You can be a part of this. And if you are that kind of pioneer, that kind of visionary who wants to be a part of this, who wants to share in it, who wants to contribute towards the research fund and get this thing done with us, and who believes in AI, then join us. Fuck, I love you. Fuck, I love you, coach. You're fucking brilliant, bro. So you're saying I should buy this instead of getting like guaranteed money using a, like a Bitcoin 5,000 to 100,000 grid bot. I could retire for life just letting that thing run, but instead we're gonna buy this AI thing. That's what you're telling me. Imagine, imagine how much money you have now if you invested in SpaceX 50 years ago. Really? That's the analogy here? I have he to said, go back in time? Does said, the AI, AI allow me to go back in time to correct my mistakes? You said 50 years ago, bro. <laughs> it wasn't even around 50 years ago. What the fuck? Everything you said no, it was a napkin uh, idea 50 years ago, yeah. In Elon Musk's father's... Uh, kitchen but whatever so um yeah interesting okay so i'm gonna subscribe to this thing that's what you're saying get a one month subscription free what i recommend no, be, is, is look up Swarm on twitter and join the discord and have a look through the channels and i think what you'll find is is beyond what you expect um your friend has left why why is he left crypto swarm is on no, the, the, the other um, subscriber, Advocate, has left. I'm going to the website. Let's see. It's a collective superintelligence. This is bold, by the way, for predicting crypto assets under hundreds of human forecasters and the power of Swarm AI. We will generate intelligence reports three times each week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for easy online access. Why Monday, Wednesday, Friday? That's weird. It's when your mom makes you uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> members of our community oh i like the word community uh can optionally participate in our real-time forecasting sessions that award cash prizes for accurate forecasting so there's a forecast to win model here uh how much do you win if you uh accurately forecast something so it's a mixture cryptoswarm ai is a mixture of knowledge wisdom experience insights and intuition a decentralized expert group. Swarm AI puts all this information together, apparently. Now think about it this way, Sefi. 
And um, AI optimized superintelligence is the subsequent like output from this thing. Optimized forecast, estimations, assessment, predictions, and decisions. Mm. Okay. So you, this has been back tested for what, like maybe five years now, or what? Seven. Oh, not no. I'm sorry, that's a wrong. Not in crypto, though. The it's it's been in it's been in process of seven years. They they've been working hard on this bitch. And they had TED talks on this back in like 2000, uh, 2017, I think. Well, I mean, I've got a TED talk too, and I'm a fucking idiot. You do. Developed over the past seven years by our parent company, Unanimous AI, the technology is protected by 24 U.S. patents. Hmm. Let's, let's look at the patents. Um, let's see, like, let's see, products, U.S. patent numbers, Unanimous AI. Wait, but what does Unanimous AI have to do with this company? It's claiming to be the, that's the parent company. Right. Like I said, it's it's that it's the AI, it's the AI aspect plus the human aspect intertwined. Think about it this way, Sefi. The, the the best traders and forecasters are making a lot of money. The top one percent of traders and forecasters are making a lot of money. Um, the the best quantitative trading software is making a lot of money. Jump crypto and others, um, and the best AI systems. Imagine how much more powerful they can be. Imagine the, the multiplication effect between these three things if they can all be combined towards this singular goal. Nobody has quite scratched the surface of this. If a human trader can make this alone and be successful, imagine what a group of them, a hive mind of them, with their, their biases and fallacies um, shaven off, the noise removed from the signal, all of that combined with the super intelligent AI, the swarm AI, imagine how successful that can be. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of this, the predictive capacities here. I think that um, this is fascinating, and I think uh, to mock this is to stand against the the ongoing march of innovation. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. The this is the parent company of this, like so, ha- says that they are developers for Swarm AI, but not Crypto Swarm AI. So I don't know if it's the same people even. I don't know. It seems like some sort of like semi scammy thing, but whatever. Swarm is the the model. Crypto Swarm is the company. Mm-hmm. No, Unanimous AI has a subsidiary Swarm AI. Uh, these guys sort of seem to be riding on the coattails of this. But whatever. Not being a subsidiary. No, S- Crypto Swarm AI is not a subsidiary of anything. Okay, according to this. Okay. The website looks kind of questionable to me. Like it's like a different uh, site compared to what they. Um, yeah, their HTML skills are pretty weak, considering they're they're into AI and whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Unclearable code set. I, I'm not a yeah. public. The system. The the, yeah, con- I, the concept makes. Me. Me. Mm, I don't. I don't need. I don't need it for for trading, but it is interesting to me. And if it actually does work, there's a lot of people in this space that have no clue how to fucking trade, and they lose their ass every day. And so for them, it would be beneficial. Uh, yeah, that's, so that's yeah. where I'm coming from. Not and necessarily. I'm, <laughs> I'm more excited about finding mm. the, next, the next fucking safe moon, even though I hate safe moon. But like, let's say. No, like, the best thing to do is make your own safe moon it may, and dump uh, on someone else. It makes no sense to. <laughs> 
yeah, if you're a sociopath, no problem. Mm. I'll get right on that. <laughs> well, the, the, the way fuck is wrong with you? The way I see it, Sefi, is, is a lot of people in crypto have lost a lot of money the last few years, especially in this bear market. And if we could just eliminate all of that by... Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Chepe Space, One Chain to Rule Them All, the Gridbot Masterclass, recorded on Monday, November 7th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Down the street in my six foe. I never had a six foe. A kid can wish though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while I wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck. Terrible spaces. <laughs>